0: Welcome to Healthcare Marketing Insights for the week of October 12. This is Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, a healthcare marketing firm that's putting on the podcast.
1: And I'm joined today by, on my east, (laughs) Adam Meyer, design director at Interval. And toward my west, (laughs) Jackie Ritaco, account coordinator at Interval. I love throwing out directional.
0: Wait, did I just say my
1: title? Was that necessary? It sounded like a question, actually. <laughs> <Was> Coordinator <laughs> at Interval. <laughs> is that oh, what I, I do? think I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I think it is
0: necessary. It's absolutely necessary.
1: Okay, I totally had a moment there. I was like, should I be saying this or not? Okay.
0: <laughs> we prefer to hide our titles from the <laughs> from the audience.
1: Jackie Rattackle, president of Interval. There you go. <laughs>
0: Co-president. <laughs> C. We need to make a new C acronym. Let's make one up on the spot, right? CMOs, CFOs, COOs, CEOs, CQOs. CPP. It's got to have an O in it. CPO?
1: Three (laughs) CPO? So what does CPO stand for? (laughs) Chief what? Um, Chief Chief
0: Programming Officer. There we go. I will invent a job description for that by next podcast. and if you yeah if you attain a certain industry certification you become a three cpo (laughs) you move from one cpo to two cpo to three cpo
1: what exactly did the c oh it's c3po that's what it was wasn't it
0: it did stand for something
1: it did i'm trying to figure out what it was i've got i've got the wikipedia page up here there's a wikipedia page for three cpo Three C-3PO is a protocol droid designed to serve humans and boasts that he is fluent in over six million forms of communication. Um, yeah, I don't see what it stands for. All right, well you
0: you work on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll post it in the show notes. We'll post we'll post it in the show notes. It'll be a surprise. You have to come to the show notes to find out what C. <laughs> or I guess you could just go to Google too. Unless you're in a hospital and you don't have access to Google, then maybe you can go to the show notes. (laughs) All right, so let's dive in here. First, we're going to plug Health Camp Minnesota again. I think we're trying to increase the uh, attendance there. So if you're listening or you know folks, you're listening and you know folks who aren't going, uh, especially if you're in the Minnesota or Minneapolis area, really try to take uh, take some time and check this out. It is Saturday, October 24th from 8 to 1. Is that what we determined last time? I, think that's I right. believe so, yeah, so lots of good mm-hmm. uh forums to check out should be fun, uh and of course, make sure you make time on Friday night before to come to our parte soiree reception a, which will be from <laughs> which will be from six to nine
1: that evening. should be fun, yes, it should be fun,
0: yeah. And you know what? If you're listening to this and you like to come to the soiree, but you're not sure you can go to Health Camp Minnesota, well, that's just fine with us. So yeah. no pressure. We're not going to try to sell you Tupperware. <laughs> we're not going to force you to buy a ticket to Health Camp Minnesota if you show up for a beer. So
1: please stop by and say hi. Stop by, yeah. Every time I think of selling Tupperware, I think of that scene from um, Napoleon Dynamite where he's demonstrating the strength of that bowl by backing over it with his van. Who is You've that a stepdad? That? No, it's the uh, it's Chip or Kip, whatever his name is. That's not his stepdad. Who is that? His brother. No, brother. Yeah, That's his brother. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. And he's he just he puts it under the tire and backs over it, and it just shatters instantly. He's like, "Dang it!" Drives, <laughs> drives away.
0: <laughs> oh, we're gonna just throw cultural references throughout. So we've got Napoleon Dynamite and Star Wars. Let's see if we can get a couple more. before we're done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so first let's get into a cool article that I found. I think it was from Twitter. Somebody had posted it, but it was from the September 30th issue of Advertising Age, and the title of it says, What to Measure, Only 16% of the Web is Clicking Display Ads. Uh, And The subhead says, But Comscore Starcom Study shows banners are still effective, especially when paired with paid search. So the point of this article is that uh, the click-throughs on banner ads are dropping dramatically. Here's here's how it starts. The number of people online who click display ads has dropped 50% in less than two years. And this one, to me, is even more startling. Only 8% of internet users account for 85% of all clicks. Now, that makes me so suspicious because there are literally people out there whose job it is to sign on and click ads right. to help... To help generate more click-throughs so that mm-hmm. theoretically people make more money uh, or competitors do it to try to, you know, so that their their competition has to pay more for their ads because the click-through rates higher. So when you hear that only 8% of internet users, I mean, do you really think across all the things, I mean, every spectrum of product and service that a banner ad might potentially hit that this 8% somehow represents a, a segment of the population across all those products and services that just is more likely to click through an ad or is it really this small group of people that are just out there either intentionally or unintentionally dinking around driving these up? I mean, Adam, what do you think of that?
1: I would, I would be interested. I would really love to see how they calculated that number or where it came from to see the, the raw data behind it. Because I don't know, I think of myself and I typically ignore I ignore ninety nine percent of the banner ads that I see. I just don't see them, right? Um, but oca- occasionally, there is one that I that does catch my eye for whatever reason, and it's actually and it is relevant to me. It was it was placed well. It's something mm-hmm. I'm interested in, and I'll actually click on it. So it's not that I don't. I mean, for, for me personally, it's not that I ignore all banner ads for the sake of ignoring all banner ads. If there is something relevant, um and to me I'll click on it to learn to learn more about what it is is you know assuming it, does, it doesn't look like a scam of some sort which it seems like most are um so it would just be interesting to know how that number is calculated because somehow on some level I fit in there as well you know mm-hmm. cuz I you know occasionally I do click on one so it's it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting calculation ja- Jackie are you in the same boat with that yeah i mean that's a pretty low number, but I'm kind of I'm kind of with Adam there. I mean, I can't say that I've never clicked through on banner ads, but it's very rare. I mean, it just kind of depends on whether or not it's, you know, catching Relevant, my attention for right. the right reason.
0: The study says that 16% of US internet users the click-through people, the people who are clicking through only represent 16% of US internet users. So it's basically saying of all the people on the internet, only 16% would click on an on an ad. Uh, and and I think you're making my point. I think that's how most people approach it. I mean, to me, it's you know like any other ad, one in a hundred or one in a thousand or whatever you may pay attention to. You may mm-hmm. see a TV spot and go, wow, that's interesting. I'm going to go to the website and check it out. Or you may see a banner ad. That's the majority of people. Then you get to the people that accidentally click through, which is me. Maybe there's a large <laughs> sum of people that have bad computers or software or whatever or just are slow and you, you're trying to close a pop-up ad, or you're trying to close uh, right. a banner ad that's expanded, and you and you try to hit that little X and you miss. Uh, that might account for a big part of it, but yeah. to me, there's there it doesn't make sense. It's non-intuitive that there's a segment of the population that is more likely. I mean I'm trying to substantiate how only 8% of internet
1: users account for 85% of all clicks. Right. Well, they um, did they did say there is one line in here that says the 2008 study found half of all clicks came from lower income young adults. Um mm-hmm. so I guess there might be something to glean from that. I, I I don't know. Is that again people that
0: are making money? I mean, how do they know who these
1: folks are i yeah, i don't know i don't i'm not sure how you know it's it's obviously it's easy to learn what somebody's uh screen resolution is or their browser right you know type by looking at your uh your analytics but how how you know whether or not they're um well i mean i guess you get some geographic information maybe you can assume that they are of a certain demographic based on you know where 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 they're where uh, where they're tracked, for, uh, you know, coming from geologically, but I, I don't know, or geographically, I should say. <laughs> geologically, what rock Ge- they live in. <laughs> 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 okay,
0: so the name of the study is, uh, it's called Natural Born Clickers, which, of course, reminds <clears throat> me of another cultural reference, one of the best movies I've ever seen, Natural Born Killers. Very controversial. Yeah, that might have been intentional. Yeah, <laughs> Holy cow, yeah. But it's put out by Comscore and the media agency... Uh, a media agency called Starcom. What I like about this article is uh, it brings up an issue that we brought up before. And here's a quote from somebody from a well-known ad agency, Goodbye Silverstein and Partners, Joshua Spanier, who's director of communication strategy there. He says, the click has always been of dubious value, but clicks are easy to understand and easy to measure. His point is click throughs have always been kind of, Really tracked and really valued because they can be measured, mm-hmm. uh, and so now that we're seeing that the use of these is the value of them is dropping, people still hold on to them because you can measure them. Right. But that doesn't necessarily right. mean you can. And the article, or should, and the article goes on to talk about how the you know there's other benefits to banner ads besides people clicking through, and they've done studies that show. Uh, people who are exposed to a banner ad, who have an impression, not a click-through, are more likely to go to that company's website within the next couple of days or are more likely to respond in some other way. Some or other or way.
1: Li- more likely to search for true. them, I believe, was another right. one of the... Uh...
0: exactly. And that's harder to measure. You have mm-hmm. to have a lot more in place to be able to measure that. It's not as simple as just saying, well, how many people click through? Uh, but it kind of goes to that point. If you really want to look at the true value of something like this, you need to go beyond the obvious.
1: And that and that is certainly a great um, affirmation of, of the power of brand awareness in advertising today, at least at least online. Because um, that just—I mean—that goes to show you, if those numbers are accurate and can be proven, that man, you know, even if people aren't clicking those ads, you know, some they they're they're seeing them on some level, right. and your brand is being reinforced. Yeah.
0: Despite what so many people would like to think otherwise. Because we still hear people saying, oh, you know, nobody wants that anymore. That's dying. You've got to be, you know, re- we say this a lot, too. You've got to be relevant. You've got to, you know, be authentic. You have a conversation, blah, blah, blah. And brand advertising is dead. Well, it's not dead. Nobody, I don't think we've said this before. Nobody ever wanted to be, you know, branded unintentionally. They don't want to sit there and look at ads, whether it was 1950, 1970, right. or 2009. But it does yeah. have an impact. And this is, here's a quote later from somebody, um, another agency guy. Clicks are only one measure. We look at how much an ad costs, how many people saw it. And more importantly, if two or three days later, that person comes to our client's website, that ad is an impression. Go back and think of TV. When we put ads there, it's about carving out space in someone's mind. Banner ads create awareness and familiarity too. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like, you know, it's reverting back to the old school. You know, hey, we've got to create awareness, and even even in a forum where you can theoretically follow somebody all the way through to a sale, uh if that's all you're doing, if that's all you're looking at, you're missing a big part of the impact of this particular tool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So, anyway, great article. We'll post a link to it, but it does make you think about you know what you're measuring and and how much weight you put into the different things you measure. And I think you know you could walk away from this saying, look. This is another example of where measuring—you can't just focus on one measurement. You need to—you need to have a a nice cross section of different things you're looking at to get a full picture.
1: Right. There's yeah. another. There's another great. Um, <clears throat> there's a a, a designer uh, developer blog that I follow called um, uh, a list apart a list and they actually just had an article I think last week on. Um, on 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 how when you measure your metrics, your analytics online for your website, what you're looking at, and to not necessarily just look at the you know the obvious stuff that everyone tracks, but to try to dig in and look for the the hidden or the the stuff that's a little less obvious, but but really gives you kind of an interesting insight on how people are using your site. Um, I'll I'll find that article and uh, we'll stick that in our show notes too. I think you know if you're interested in this kind of stuff, you're it's probably going to be a uh, an interesting read for you. Cool. Yeah, I'm seeing more and
0: more stuff on. On, I mean, it's it's a it's a whole business unto itself. Right. So uh, SEO and and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. it, we can have some fun over the coming months, really trying to dive deep on some of these issues like this. That's why I liked about this was it took one little one little dot in the whole matrix of this and and dug deeper. So we can do that with other things too. Okay, mm-hmm. let's look at uh, let's look at something else because I think this will be fun to talk about. And it and it kind of piggybacks on things we've been talking about recently as far as awards and rankings uh but it's from a little different perspective so this is a uh a tweet that i saw uh that in my tweet deck software i search for anything that has hospital marketing and uh this fell under that and it's from a a guy who i'm not aware of uh Steve Boppi B O P P E uh who's a marketing consultant and i'm not sure where he gets this reference uh but i'm almost positive we can all say yes if this this happens and his quote his tweet was a large new york city hospital's single marketing goal is to improve its ranking in the u.s news and world report annual study Hmm. that's a strategy and then he's got it exclamation point i don't know if he's being sarcastic if he's being serious uh but i wanted to talk about you know whether or not that's true i'm going to assume that it's true somewhere <laughs> probably more more than we would desire but but what do we think about this you know first let's start with this question is there value in the us news and world report
1: ranking uh or in trying to increase it well it, let's start I, with that i think for those who hang their hat on on awards and even though it's, I don't, I don't think that one's necessarily an award. It's just a, a, a rank you get. Um, but I, I, suppose there's, you know, unlike some awards, I'm guessing maybe you don't have to spend a lot of money to display that you are of a certain rank in the U.S. New, News and World Report study. I Do you have know. any idea on that? I don't. I don't know <clears throat> that part of it. Because um... as we know, I mean, it costs ridiculous amounts of money to. If some of these awards, if you win them, yeah. you have to pay. Right out the out the you know what to actually show or to actually claim that you that you to show that in your advertising to show that you have that award right um so I guess on one level if you can if you can show a ranking like this from a trusted news source then maybe that's uh you know more affordable on some level but it's in, yeah. it's interesting to think that marketers view that as something they can really have a that much of an in, an influence, right? Over. Let's get
0: to, let's hold on that, hold on that thought, because I've got lots of good stuff on that one. Uh, Jackie, I want to get your input first, though, on whether you you know where are you at with whether there's value in this. Is this like a top hospitals? Yes, yeah, and it's it's Deal? it's one of the it's been around more than. Cheese. I think it's been around maybe the longest. It's a long one. Yeah. Yeah. If you okay. could think of all of the ways that hospitals are ranked or rated or awarded, this may be the oldest, at least on a okay. national level.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, I suppose since I'm asking what it is, <laughs> 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 but it's, I mean, it's definitely a valid news source. And like Adam said, you know, you're not paying for it like you at least do not for the, some of the awards Not that, we're that aware we know of. of. Well, I'm, I'm guessing you're not. I mean, no. the, 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 the publication that is comes out to. to you know, whoever wants it. So there's probably right.
0: there's probably restrictions. Most of these have restrictions on how you can talk about it. Mm. For example, you have to be you probably have to attribute what year you you earned it or what the specifics are because there's different types of rankings or awards or whatever they're calling them. Um, they're rankings. Uh, so there's you know in different specialty areas or whatever you have to be you have to be clear and specific about that. So you can't claim Mm to be like, "Hey, we're one of we're number three in U.S. News and World Reports hospital rankings." Well, if you're number three in a certain category in a certain year, that has to be in there. Uh, This one has been. This one you could you could almost compare to, health grades in that uh, health grades has built itself up as a healthcare focused kind of ranking, but U.S. News and World Report. Uh, has built this before health grades and from a kind of a generalist perspective, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think gives it a lot of weight. Uh, And so I think that there is value in this. It's, it's, you know, again, you've got to put all of these in the context of relative to what Uh, if you have a really high U S news and world report ranking, that's a that's a good thing. Whether you should base your entire marketing strategy or branding on it, that's a whole different story. But there's value in it. Right. Okay? It's just relative to everything else.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but then, Adam, you hit on the you hit on the bigger question. Uh, you know, th- this tweet is alluding to the fact that the <coughs> marketing department has set this as its number one goal, uh, and and you kind of question, well, why in the world is marketing? I mean, we understand why they would want to drive that
1: up from their perspective. It gives them something to talk about if they believe in that. Right. Right. And you know, I, on on one level, I, it's kind of inspirational. I mean, if there really is a hospital out there who is so in touch with marketing <clears throat> from the, you know, from their marketing department and their communications professionals, all the way to their nurses and physicians and leadership, then, you know, if all of that's in sync, they're all working together on the same strategic level. Then I think, um, it's a pretty cool strategy, but I have yet to see a hospital that doesn't necessarily have a silo mentality where everyone's kind of doing their own thing, you know, including marketing, unfortunately, in a lot of cases, um, where people aren't just working together on that level. Because, I mean, yeah, as we know, we we often steer clients toward um, you know, improving the patient experience over dumping a bunch of money into into billboards. That's you know that's marketing word of mouth is so powerful in this industry that creating amazing experiences for patients is probably going to be a much better investment of your dollars than dumping a bunch of money into you know magazine advertising yeah so so on that level it just seems like depending on what your strategy is how your strategy works throughout the organization yeah, that could be an interesting that could be a very cool marketing strategy if it's if it's just widespread Thing. if it's mm-hmm. if it's to your point if it's
0: our goal from a marketing perspective is to increase our US news and world report ranking and then understanding that what that means is going throughout the organization and changing right. how we deliver care and experience exactly exactly then thumbs up uh but but again you have to question a is that really what they're talking about and b could they pull that off is is right. that something that marketing you know the marketing is going to be able to show up in a you know the orthopedic service line leadership meeting and say okay guys this is what we yeah. want to do and this is how you're going to have to change your process and your uh, or is it this is what we need to do you guys have to figure out how to improve but this is going to be how we measure whether we've done it right uh, exactly that's where I, I think it's more of an organizational goal a strategic goal than a marketing goal but if it comes if marketing's the one driving that change and they can pull it off. Well, then, like you said, Adam, that would be really inspirational, right? Um,
1: but I think know, it would—it'd be really tough for a for a marketing department to walk into um, you know, a nurse meeting, and where where the nurses are already extraordinarily understaffed, um, filling the roles of people who recently were laid off or whatever, and start telling them, you know, this is how you need to show up to improve our our rankings in U.S. News and World Report. Um, you know, a lot of these care providers, and rightfully so on some level, are going to be like, "What in the hell are you talking about?" You know, I can barely get, I can barely spend five minutes with a patient, you know, let alone worry about fluffing their pillow. Well, you, typically, what you have in
0: these is, and we we kind of jokingly alluded that it's unfortunate that organizations go this route just to improve their rankings. But if that's the outcome of these rankings, <clears throat> if it's literally peer pressure or guilt or embarrassment. That finally drives them to, at an organizational level, say, we have got to change. We've mm-hmm. got to improve our quality, our safety. Then, mm-hmm. so what? At least they're doing it. You know, you wish they would just do it because <laughs> it's smart and it's right. good business and it's the right thing to do. But uh, so that'll happen a lot with like health grades cause they'll, they'll go back in or Jaco or Solution. Uh, I'm not Solution anymore. Thompson Reuters, uh, 100 top hospitals, to go back in and say, okay, if we're going to, if there's an embarrassment at a senior level that, you know, you're getting one star in health grades or that you continually miss the 100 top and your competitors getting it, then the conversation has to happen at the highest level to say, okay, if we're serious about this, this is Mm -hmm. what it's going to take. And maybe that comes because the CEO turns to marketing and says, we need to change our ranking in this. And the marketer hopefully has the, you know, what's to say, well, you know we'd love that too but we're not producing this we're not we're not delivering the product so yeah. if you want to change the product you know we can help you with that but obviously we can't we can't lead that or drive that that has to be come from other areas so uh, and and what's interesting about this one is uh they base their rankings on everything from reputation to death rate to patient safety this is pulled from their website by the way to care-related factors such as nursing and patient services, and they note that reputation counts for thirty-two point five percent of the score. Now, it used to be a hundred percent, and that's where U.S. News would get ripped because mm-hmm. it would be based on surveys that they would do, and they would ask physicians which hospital is best. Right. Uh, and that's where you could argue, okay, marketing. This is all reputation-driven, and marketing you're responsible for trying to, you know make sure our reputation is as strong as possible or reflects the best that we have. And then you could say that, okay, marketing could really help with that. Though, again, marketing can only do so much. They can only do what the reputation actually supports. You know, if you suck at heart care and you have a, you know, eight day, you know, length of stay for heart surgery, they, <laughs> they're they not going to be able to change your reputation. So right. even then they're limited, but yeah, the story I bring to this, uh, which I think is really interesting, is a few years ago, I was at an, uh, a conference. Hello? Oh, no, it's happening again. All right. <laughs> we lost Adam. We think lightning struck him, but we're just going to leave that in there. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys won't hear that. Uh, you know, but I'll, Jackie, I'll just wrap up real quick with uh, okay. with this story. I actually met Avery Comerout who's the senior health editor at US News and World Report uh at an industry conference a few years ago. We were sitting at the pool, you know, it was a break and and we just happened to be right next to each other and got to talking and uh ended up having dinner that night. So he was a great guy and uh we keep in touch a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Uh and he was he was kind of shaking his head because he this was a marketing conference. And he's like, you know, they asked me to come speak at, this, at these marketing conferences. And I, I always say, you know, I don't think I can help because what inevitably people want to know is how do we get on the U.S. News and World Report health rankings? And right. they're asking him because he's responsible for, for producing that part of the, the magazine. And he's, mm-hmm. his answer is always, it's not about marketing. This isn't about uh, what you as marketers can do. This is about how you as organizations show up in the experience you deliver and the care you deliver and all that. So uh, I think that's more true now than it was even back then because I think the the shift right. from reputation-driven rankings to more clinically-driven rankings has happened in the interim. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that just that kind of proves the point that if you're expecting a marketing strategy to affect your rankings, you're going to be – it's not going to work.
1: Right. Well, maybe they were basing it on back in the day when, you know, they knew that's how they were judged more. But it's not the case anymore. So
0: And and I don't know, maybe again, we don't know. This is just a tweet. Uh so we can't take it at face value. We don't know Steve, so mm-hmm. we're assuming Steve's a he's a upfront guy and what we're learning from him is accurate. But even if it's not, I'm sure that there are other organizations that set these as goals. Um right. and I I don't know that it's a bad goal to Adam's point. To say we're going to measure, even from a brand perspective, that's what I think of it as. You know, we want to achieve a brand, a brand that's valued in such a way that we would increase our ranking or show up in the rankings uh, for this study, Uh, and that's fantastic. You just have to realize that to to do that, to make that happen, it's an operational achievement. It's not a reputation goal. Right, exactly. Not a marketing strategy. It could be a goal. It could be a metric you use. uh, And that would be laudable. That's how marketing is supposed to show up. And and as long as they're influencing that, uh, I think that's great. But if it just starts and stops with marketing department, that's where it it wouldn't make any sense. Exactly. All right. Well, maybe we better stop now before (laughs) one of us gets struck by lightning. (laughs) It's a good call. Poor Adam. We had him. He's been dropped. He's been having technical difficulties. So uh, this happened a couple times ago, right? And it happened early on. They we were able to start over, but man, we're not going to re- regurgitate all that stuff. I don't think that would work. So for <laughs> okay, Adam they Meyer, don't have to hear. what's that? <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, hopefully, they don't have to hear any of the. Horrible noises we heard when Adam went offline yeah, it's kind of funny actually from our perspective because from Jackie and I's perspective, it sounds like literally he was struck by lightning and you know like in a movie <laughs> yeah. where it's like, Bob, Bob, are you okay? There's a huge <laughs> meteor coming your way, and Bob's like, yeah, everything's fine here it's like <laughs> 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 until now finally exactly, Chris just tells him to go away yeah, so this time I'm like, you know, Adam, just drop off, just yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll finish we'll finish we're so close to the end so for, for poor Adam, who was forced off the show, uh, I'm Chris Bevelo.
1: Jackie Retackle.
0: Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you next week uh, on Healthcare Marketing Insights.
1: Take Bye. Care.